0: Hi, it's Liana Bolden with Eternally Speaking Now. The name of this message is I Tree, You Tree. Proverbs 11.30 says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. Well, I spent hour upon hour upon hour attempting to make lists of all the trees that are mentioned in the Bible, along with what they symbolize. But the more I worked on that intriguing study, the longer this message became and the foggier its purpose. (laughs) Apart from God and people, trees are the most frequently mentioned living things in the Bible. Let me tell you, that is a ton of scriptures. Well, when I was about to give up on this message altogether, the Lord swooped in and reminded me of the main verses he'd originally put on my heart to share with you today. (laughs) What a relief. I love in-depth scripture studies, but an exhaustive examination of the topic of trees was not going to happen anytime soon before I could get this out to you. Well, before I get to the main message here, I would love to still tell you what we won't be going into today like what I'm not going to cover here in this message. Just indulge me for a moment. I I really did spend so much time studying verses about trees, and I just can't let it go to waste completely. (laughs) Plus, this is great info. So let me just tell you a few things that I discovered about trees in the Bible, and then we'll get to the message at hand. So, yes, we could enjoy an exciting exploration of the tree of life, you'll find in Genesis and Revelation and throughout the Proverbs, but we won't get into that today. Or we could be wowed by how the Lord utilizes trees for illustrations, like he uses the almond tree as a watchman or the mulberry tree to show a battle plan. But we won't get into that today. We could peruse the Proverbs and the Psalms for trees that are presented as a picture of wisdom, or trees that show fertility, or a picture of prosperity, or strength, or provision, or blessings. But we won't get into that detail today. We could also spend weeks, even months, delving into Jesus' reference to trees. Like the mustard seed, full grown. That's the kingdom of heaven. Or the good versus bad trees. That's a message of fruitfulness and judgment. And of course, there's the fig tree which stands for the nation of Israel. And additionally, in spiritual application, it stands for the people of God today. But we won't get into all that today. We could also have some fun with Abraham under the oak tree and Zacchaeus in the sycamore tree and the behemoth's tail that's likened to an oak. We could even discuss Satan's successful temptation of Adam and Eve at the base of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In addition, demands abominable use of idols, pagan sacrifice and sorcery that all took place beneath the trees but we won't get into that today (laughs) finally we won't get into how Jesus began his triumphal entry into Jerusalem with cutting like cuttings from palm trees underfoot and how he finished his life-saving work on the cross the most humbling yet powerful tree of all Indeed, we could talk about all the things I just said and more. But right now, for today, I am to focus on only one main section of Scripture about trees. I do trust and pray that the timing of this message to you today is perfect and of the Lord. So what we're going to look at is Isaiah 61, verses 1 to 3. I realize many of you may be familiar with these verses, But I implore you, don't tune out. Take a moment of peace for your soul right now and listen carefully as I read them. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Notice the twofold application of these verses. This is sensational. One. one. one application. okay, Number one, these renowned words were first spoken in the Old Testament and documented in Isaiah as a prophecy of the Messiah to come. They were spoken by God, about God. then hundreds of years later. Jesus himself, God in human flesh, boldly stood up in the temple and he spoke from these very scriptures, revealing himself as the very Messiah who had come. Because he heals our broken hearts. He frees us from our captivity. He comforts us. He trades our depression for praise. He exchanges our mourning for joy and he brings beauty from our ashes. This is one of the main reasons why I immensely love Jesus. Do you know him this way? Oh, surrender to him and just ask. It's that easy. It's he who does it. Philippians 2.13 says, It is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. And number two, the other application of these verses in Isaiah 61. For all of you who have surrendered your lives to Christ, His Spirit now lives in you. He not only does this work in us and for us, but He also does it through us for others around us. This is an incredibly creative and thrilling way to live. Look at First Corinthians 1, to 3-4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. And then verse 6 adds, If we are comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. So why does the Lord do all of this? Well, he makes it clear in Isaiah 61. He does it so that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that the Lord be glorified. So, this begs the question who are they? It says that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that the Lord be glorified. Who are they? Well, (laughs) check this out. The answer again is twofold. Follow me on this, it's so exciting. We are called trees of righteousness as Jesus ministers to us. And in turn, others are called trees of righteousness as Jesus uses us to minister to them. Yes, we and they are little trees for Jesus. We and they, through whom we, through whom, uh, So this begs the question, who are they? When God says they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he be glorified, who are they? (laughs) The answer again is twofold. We are called trees of righteousness as Jesus ministers to us. And in turn, others are called trees of righteousness as Jesus uses us to minister to them. So we are. And they are little trees for Jesus. And we, and they, are the planting of the Lord, that the Lord may be glorified. Let me leave you with this challenge. I don't think it's a coincidence that the Holy Spirit prompted me to share about this topic on the heels of... mm, So let me leave you with a challenge today. I recently shared a message called Dead Dreams. And uh, kind of on the heels of that, I love contemplating how autumn leaves can carry a strangely beautiful image of dead dreams that wither and fall, but they're used to nourish the souls of our lives to eventually bring forth, well, new beginnings. Similarly, We, trees of righteousness for the Lord, endure and persevere through various seasons of life. Listen to the seasons of life we go through. Beholding the spring with fresh buds and sprouts. Embracing the summer with full blossoms and warmth. Experiencing the crisp air of autumn and its brilliant colors. And finding quiet rest through the winter, despite the cold and frost. Just like trees that experience the different seasons throughout the year, we too can go through seasons of life, like a spring or a summer or an autumn or a winter. And what's wonderful is this. Unlike the trees of fall, whose leaves dwindle and fade, we who are trees of righteousness for the Lord, experience the opposite. An obvious proof for this is the fact that the fruit of the Spirit grows within those who are the Lord's steadfast trees. His fruit then extends out of us to bless others and to feed others. In addition, Listen to these powerful truths in Psalm 1, 1 1-3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that brings forth its fruit in season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. How about that? What a promise, what a legacy, our Father's faithful. May we in turn be his unwavering, wholeheartedly devoted trees. So, in Christ, I am a tree, you are a tree, we are all trees, to plant more trees, the planting of the Lord, that the Lord may be glorified. So go, glorify the Lord, little tree, and plant a bunch of others along the way.